Hi everyone, I'm Nicole. Hello everyone, my name is Earl. <laughs> We're the Poisers, and this is the Mix Up, episode 11. Coming at you on May 16th, 2021. So we had a little bit of a hiatus. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> um, the first, why did we miss the week before? Oh, because we've been looking at apartments. <laughs> um, life stuff. Personal life stuff. And then uh, it was Mother's Day the following week, last weekend. And my um, post-second shot of the vaccine. So it was, a, <laughs> it was an interesting Mother's Day <laughs> for me. But yeah, so here we are. We're back. See that as a happy Mother's Day gift, though, to get the second vaccine. So, That's true. It's a good way to look at it. In these times, that's a big gift. It is. And I will say for anyone out there who had COVID, who is reluctant and hesitant to get the vaccine, I had COVID in December. Um, yes, I felt some effects more than most of the people that I know, most of my friends, but at the end of the day, anything that's going to help us um, get to some kind of new normal, and I say new normal because I feel like there are going to be things that we've done in the past that we might shed, um, and we can get into that today because this is part of our, our topic for today, but um, at the end of the day, we don't know we don't know a lot we don't know what immunity is like from this vaccine we don't know what it's like from already having covid we don't know what it's like when you combine the two and the beauty of science is that we're always learning and getting more information so um i would just like to thank those folks who took part in in clinical trials and who um, were part of the process to actually get vaccines um, passed and and through and to the general public so yeah yeah for sure I mean it's huge it's big I think they're like unheralded heroes um, in this whole fight against the pandemic uh, people behind the scenes have been grinding and going hard um, in order to expedite um, you know, where we are right now, which is some semblance of normalcy, I guess, but you know, we are headed in the right direction and yes. I think we have those people to thank um, as well as those people on the front lines, health care workers and doctors, nurses, ENT people, all of those people who are basically sacrificing their lives and their health um, to ensure that we are taken care of um, and also to, I guess, facilitate the next passage for those who have passed on to, um, into, the, into the great beyond, wherever that is. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of thanks and gratitude to go around and um, we definitely want to make that known um, that yeah. those people are not um, going unnoticed. Um, so, you know, but the fight goes on. We are yes. not nowhere near the We're finish line. Done. So we got to stay, <laughs> got to stay We're vigilant. We're not there yet. <clears throat> got to stay um, strong and um, knowledge.
knowledgeable and non-complacent. And um, I think we will come out on the other side better for it. Hopefully, that's the hope. So. Yeah. Um, which kind of brings us to what our topic was going to be for today. Um, the the CDC announcing the newest guidelines around masks um, for vaccinated individuals. And that was made this past week. So a lot has kind of happened since that announcement. Um, and a lot of feelings. I saw a lot of feelings on, on the Twitterverse mm-hmm. with, with people not really being comfortable with that um, because a lot of it is honor code and honor system and uh, yeah we all know, we all know where that usually leaves us um, trust of other people it leaves parents like us with children who are under 12 asking questions about what that means for our kids in schools and programs and outside and in the world. Should they wear masks? Should they not wear masks? Will there be a vaccine for those kids? Will there not? There's still a lot of questions there. Um, and, you know, the return to work part of it as well. Like, I have not been in my office since March of last year so I'm still home and there's a lot of discussion about what the next steps are going to be and quite honestly people's comfort levels within that right trans public transportation um, being in an office environment again in conference rooms sitting next to people sitting near people having lunch with people um, shared spaces so there, there's a lot of questions. I feel like, of course, with any of these things, there's always going to be questions and not a ton of answers. Because, like I said at the start, we're still figuring it out. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we just don't know. And so... Um, there's a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of moving parts. So... So basically, in a nutshell, right, the CDC said, hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Right? Like, that's basically what it said. With the caveat that if you're on a plane, you still have to wear a mask regardless. If you're in a super crowded indoor environment, right, you have to wear a mask still. Like, you should still kind of distance from people. And if you can't distance, you should wear a mask so i'm super confused by that mm-hmm. yeah it is very confusing plus it, uh i think a lot of the controversy um and the clashing is for the people who are really on the front lines like the supermarket workers the grocery yeah. workers people who have to interact with a lot of customers on a day-to-day basis and um they already have had to face or they already have had a lot of conflict a lot of um, back and forth with people who have refused to follow the science and wear masks for their protection as well as protection of others Um, and so you know we've seen those videos of people railing and carrying on and being like belligerent towards people who are just trying to do their job and yes. get home safe to their families and their friends. 
um, and imploring them to wear masks at least for as long as they are on their premises, which is their right because it is a business, actually. They can um, do it. They yeah. can set any kind of guidelines or rules that they want. has nothing to do with the Constitution. has nothing to do with government. <laughs> um, it's a business. It's a private entity. Um, so with that said, like, being that they've had to deal with that, now what other issues are going to come forth with this whole new guideline with the you know saying that immune people can take their mask off now what's going to happen is i can think of a scenario where somebody is going to say oh i'm vaccinated i can take my mask off even though they may be a vaccinated just for the like partially vaccinated because like they still have to go back or, and get their yeah. second dose or not two weeks it. out from the second or right. or, or Johnson they're Johnson, just right. totally not vaccinated at all and they could just be lying um because we've of course heard yeah, these cases where people have said oh i can't breathe i have a doctor who said that i'm um omitted from wearing a mask and i have this doctor's note and blah 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 this and that so what's to make what us think it? that people won't lie and say that i'm vaccinated and i'm allowed to walk through this grocery store um, without my mask so you know you're essentially making these people these workers vaccine police which i don't think which is, it's, not, it's not right it's not it- First of all, it shouldn't be their jobs, right, to, to do that. Um, oh, they, if it is their job, they should compensate them. Well, <laughs> they should or, give them more money. Right, or like, that. If you're going to make them do because, that. Because, you know, at the same time, right, you have, you have businesses within areas where there are no restrictions anymore, right? Like a state like Texas, for example... Um, I think Florida is really another one. Um, there are a number of areas like here in New York, we still have mask mandates and guidelines. You, you ha- all businesses, you have to wear a mask when you go inside a business. So there are variances of the guidance. And if you're in an area where there are no provisions locally or at the state level, but you want to have a mandate that says you need to wear a mask to come into my business, you're kind of in a tough spot because you want to enforce it, but everybody around you is like, there's no guideline, so I'm not going to do this. And that's where we get all the back and forth and the stuff we see on um, social media and YouTube with the fights at different businesses because we're not... You know, unfortunately, for those businesses that want to protect their workers themselves and even the public for that matter, right? Um, they're in a really awkward, tough spot. And a lot of them end up dropping the mandate that they have because it just, it's causing more problems for them in the long run as mm-hmm. a business. Um, you know, so, so going back, you have to wear a mask. When you travel, buses, trains, planes, public transportation, you have to wear a mask. So for us, right, going to work, because you do go in a couple times a week, mm-hmm. so you're you're still wearing a mask on the subway, and I don't think that's really going to change much. No, I wouldn't change it. <laughs> and I don't think I would not, not wear a mask either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just... Mm-mm. Especially on the E-train. <laughs> 
That's not going to happen. For those that don't know, yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like yeah. a hub of interesting people. Yes, um, who don't generally wear a mask. But I... The other thing is if you develop COVID symptoms, even if you're vaccinated, you should wear your mask and get tested. Now, of course, testing numbers have dropped, right? Because people are getting vaccinated, so people are not, therefore, getting tested with the same frequency that they did because it's this idea of, hey, I'm vaccinated, I'm good, even though there are breakthrough, what they call breakthrough infections. Yep. Okay. Uh, or, you know, yeah, well, I, as an example, my New York Yankees. Yes, that's, Glaber that's like the biggest, hugest example because it's like eight or nine members that have. Well, and Glaber Torres, who had COVID in the off season, then got vaccinated mm-hmm. when the team got vaccinated, and then is now a breakthrough infection. Yep. Like that poor guy. That's awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think everyone that has tested positive on the team is a is considered a breakthrough infection yes so you know but but that goes i think down the line of hesitancy for those people who have not been vaccinated right there i think what they're trying to do is draw the line and push more people to get vaccinated because because when you look at the infographics it's like here are the things you can do when you're vaccinated without a mask and the list is that's the entire list right mm-hmm. and, and no one's wearing a mask on that side mm-hmm. but if you haven't been vaccinated you have to wear a mask when you're inside when you're in a movie theater when you're in a theater when you're uh you know wherever it is so i i think they're trying to push people to to get vaccinated but then when you hear about breakthrough infections, I think that that increases the hesitancy for people who are not already. And this is, I'm not including the anti-masker and vaxxer crowd. This is a d- different crowd. The people who are kind of teetering on the edge. Yeah, there's a lot of wait and see people. Yes. That, you know, <laughs> they're kind of like on the sidelines and everybody else is in the game. And they're just like, okay, before I check myself in, let me see if I, um, if anyone gets injured, so to speak, or right. you know, if there's any adverse effects. I still don't trust this. Let me, let me, you know what I'm saying? Wait a little bit. And um, so I think that has a lot to do with it, and um, also it runs across social political lines as well. Yep. A lot more. Republicans are hesitant to get the vaccines. Um, people, of, some people of color, but also I think, but I think that that number is abating somewhat, some somewhat because I, I think like now important people of the community, like uh, especially in religious circles um, in the community of color, which is like a huge important part of mm-hmm. that community um when they're out there and they're imploring that their uh, church members go and the community goes and do the right thing like these are people that they trust so they figure right. like if they say it's okay then i think i should actually go out and um immunize immune i can't say that word <laughs> immunize myself i hope that's the right yeah. word, right word 
but anyway, um, I think that has a lot to do with it. And also uh, the big push that I see on commercials and mm-hmm. you have athletes out yeah. there imploring people to get vaccines. Yeah. You have artists. major celebrities, yeah. artists, people like that. So I think that has a, a big, huge effect on but, people. But also, like these, this that community or that group of people are also the ones. Not only are they hit hardest by this, mm-hmm. by COVID in general, but majority are the frontline workers, yeah, the grocery store yeah. workers, the delivery people, mm-hmm. the you know, home health workers, all of mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, and so when we're talking about this number of we need to get to, what are they saying, 70% is mm-hmm. what the White House right. and it has been saying in the CDC mm-hmm. and Fauci, we need to get to 70% vaccination rate to have this, a quote-unquote, herd immunity. What are we at now? 36% Thir- yeah, yeah, in the United States? Low to mid-30s or something like that. And so, and it's not just community of color communities of color being affected but but I've also read about in other states where folks who live in rural areas are mm-hmm. having trouble gaining access as well to the vaccine right. so you know I, I personally I understand why they did it I understand that for someone, I mean, you're already two weeks out, so you're technically fully vaccinated. Yes. So for someone like you, I can understand you can go outside and walk around and not wear your mask when it's not crowded. But of course, we live in New York City where it is very densely populated and we're never not in a crowd. But Except I just, when we walk around this neighborhood. Well, this neighborhood's not really we can space out a yeah, bit because of the open streets and, and whatever else. But, you know, it... I just, I'm not comfortable with, I, I I don't know about you, like, I'm not, mentally, I am not there. I am not like, yes, let me just throw my mask out. I'm done. I'm never going to do this again. Get me back into regular life. I'm ready for it. Like, there's things that I miss and I want to do, but I'm also very hesitant. And I, I don't know about you, but for me, I think having experienced what we did at the height of the pandemic here in Queens where we lived in where we live currently in a zip code that had high 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 rates of infection where all we heard all day long were sirens going to Elmhurst Hospital like having that experiencing that and just going outside and it and no one being outside and and it was I don't for me like that's what I go back to and I'm just not I'm not comfortable I had when they made that announcement I I had this feeling of anxiety yeah I and you know jumping off off of that like I think it depends on where you live and what your experiences were with this pandemic and with this um, terrible disease because if, for instance, you, you know, people out there went through what we went through or something like what we went through, then it's more visceral. Mm-hmm. Um, it hits you harder. But if you're kind of removed from it, um, if you feel like yeah. your family or your friends weren't affected as much or, 
it's not in your face all the time um mm-hmm. you know on top of you receiving misinformation about what it is and what it can do yeah. and all this type of stuff it'll affect you totally different you know so it all depends on the information that you're receiving and also the experiences that you've been through so i think of yeah. course that's going to have a huge huge uh difference on how you move going forward mm-hmm. so you know you gotta take and that's, that into account so. yeah and and just for myself having gone through it having had it like i was i cried when i had got the positive test i cried i was so upset i i had the moment of just being like oh my god what do we do what do i do now what about you what about nico what about my family what about everybody that i've come into contact with potentially during that period even though i was constantly wearing a mask and super careful and where did i get it from and because those questions have never been answered for me i still don't know how i got it in the first place so for me having been through it having had it having had to isolate in a bedroom from you and nico i just i I still worry about that stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I've taken the subway a few times. Like, it's fine. But I'm not... The thing I'm not looking forward to is when people start going back in larger numbers and it's crowded again. Mm. And you're standing on top of other people. And you're, you know, breathing on each other. And, like, that's the part that I can't wrap my head around yet. Mm. Mm-hmm. That That's understandable. Um you know, because like you said before, like it's still an ongoing, continuous right. yeah. thing that we, you know, it's relatively new. This is not really like the flu that we are, got a handle on for, you know, for years and years mm-hmm. and years. And we know how to deal with it. We know how to right. confront it. Um, this is something that we see is developing new variants. And yep. We have to deal with that. So now, did we, uh, did we account for one variant? But now, down the line, possibly something has mutated into mm-hmm. something else, and then now we're going to have to worry about with, another variant. Yep. And now we have to develop vaccines for that. And do we need we... boosters? Do we need? Are we gonna have to get COVID shots every year? Is the flu shot going away? Like I don't know what the answer to, right. to that so is. Now, Nobody really does, but yeah. So now, behind the scenes, are those scientists now looking ahead and saying that mm-hmm. we have certain variants out there? We need to kind of yeah. pounce on it and get and ahead I have of to things. Think they are because right, like this vaccine. Hand came about because of scientists looking ahead right it and saying there could potentially one day be something where we need to really create a vaccine we're going to try an mrna we're going to try all of this stuff and that is why we were 
able to see what we did, which was you know, the breaking down of a lot of red tape and the, the unifying aspects of companies that normally would never, ever work together, working together to figure this out. And just showing also, by the way, what a racket um, the medical, all, all of this stuff, right? Like, the, like these companies making money off of medicines and everything else and, and our healthcare being what it is in this country and seeing what science can actually do if we, I don't know, I just... Like, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the science. But it also made me think hard about what our healthcare is like here and how people are so against, quote-unquote, socialist medicine and taking care of each other. I mean... And what the cost of of medical care is for people yeah well you know people are just more worried about like what politicians say and they they decide they they decide what they're going to um, soak in and internalize and what else they're going to leave out regardless of the amount of help it may do you and people like you in your community it's just like certain buzzwords just kind of trigger people and they don't even know why they trigger (laughs) they don't even (laughs) this is what happens when you don't educate yourself Mm -hmm. and you don't um, decide to do the work uh, behind the scenes to see what it is that you may be angry at why do you have certain griefs and it's like if you really press these people they really couldn't give you a a, uh, kind of a smart intelligent answer Mm -hmm. as to why they don't like these quote unquote social programs even though throughout our history we've benefited from social programs like we have social programs like this is one of our major ones is social security it says it in the name um you know there's certain taxes that we're taxed that help out communities at large yeah um you know whether Mm -hmm. that be locally nationally right or what have you so you know but people don't think of it that way no Um, you know they just constantly associate socialism with Communism, and this right. and that, or no, what have you. They and don't they're, know they're, they're what it the, They're is. not exactly no. the same thing. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah. Um, so that's, that's. But going back to the mask stuff, it's so, like I've been looking at. Of course, like I've gotten a bunch of emails from stores or businesses, right? That I'm on newsletters for, and they're like updated policies, updated policies, and just within the sports world at work, right? The updated policies for masks like we we suggest that you wear them but we're not gonna enforce it or mandate it and that's that goes back to to the other part that you were talking about with the employees that are customer facing and need to be the the so-called vaccine police and mask police right um 
but companies are just now follow businesses are just now following the local guidelines so if the state or the city doesn't have a mandate they don't have one either and then but then it says like I've seen this for multiple uh, businesses where they say we're not gonna if you're fully vaccinated you can come in without a mask but we're not gonna require a proof of vaccination so mm-hmm. it's complete honor system mm-hmm. That's not going to stop someone who's not vaccinated from walking in without a mask. They were doing that before anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you got to trust people. Like, I I mean, honestly, we're going to rely on an honor system when our society has not had much acts of honor recently. No. Like, if I was to take like a canvas and, I, and and use this as like a canvas and I was looking at the canvas like I would see like just all kinds of horrendous like crazy mind boggling head scratching stuff and then you're asking me to look at a, a, a abstract piece of art and say don't you see the beauty in that and don't you see this and that like not really like there's nothing really that beautiful about the stuff that's going on especially in this like crazy political environment that we're living in where there are like such disparate viewpoints Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to what's reality and what's fake Mm -hmm. like what is actually in front of you and people are saying that A is B and B is C and blue is red and red is blue like it's it's crazy so there's no honor in that but yet somehow these same people we're going to trust to follow an honor system go someplace and trust that what they say is true in order to protect the society at large like there's nothing that i'm seeing Recently, where people are wanting to look out for each other that are taking it upon themselves um, Mm -hmm. with a sense of nobility, a sense of uh, community to say, you know, I want to look out for my fellow man or fellow woman, fellow child, uh, what have you. So that's in of itself is discouraging for me to think that for the most part generally speaking that people will abide by an honor system right. um i'm just going based on what uh the community <laughs> what, know what of, the society yeah. is recently um all stemming from uh politics and what have you so you know i mean i could be wrong hopefully i am proven wrong but there's really no metric for me to really measure that to mm-hmm. see if i'm right or wrong but my gut feeling tells me that people, for the most part, are not going to follow this honor system. So right, you know, and and the rollout was very shoddy at at, at best. Like it was just, you know, because like, here you go, no masks. This, even the White House were the, was, take, was, was taken off yeah. guard. They didn't even know this was happening. No, but I think they did though, because their their tweet was just like a giant thing. It was like. 
you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. It was just like, boom, done. We're done. That That's like yeah, the but impression. The, but the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, did not give them a proper, like, prep for saying that these are the new guidelines. Because they were taken aback. They were taken off guard. They probably adjusted and just they made their messages seem like, yeah, we're on board. We're, we're good with it. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they were really prepared for the message itself. Yeah. You know, they weren't prepared for that. The rollout was just, it was quick. It was like, you know, like night and day. It was a total uh, quick 180. And it didn't seem like they were in alignment as far as like how this should be pushed out, how quickly it should be pushed out. Um, I didn't get that feeling that there was much harmony in the way it was done between these two institutions, uh, these two establishments. So, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it, it's already bad enough the way it is now, and I just feel like this right here, for people who already had doubts, like this will just fortify right. their doubts, fortify their previous feelings that they had is not really like going to be a crazy vote of confidence mm-hmm. when it is imperative that you do everything in your power to uh, to kind of influence or at least persuade these people that what these government institutions are doing is competent is in their best interest is the right thing um, will help them for the present and the future and so when you already have people who have high doubts doing it this way does not help your situation well and it doesn't help the people who know better because there's a lot of people out there like i said who don't know better who may want information but if they look to these people and they're giving them information like this when they may you may actually be getting more people into the fold uh to to come along slowly but surely but now it's like you just put the brakes on something and they just go in the opposite direction just when you were probably getting them to you know go with you on this ride and now they're like "Mm, no i think i'm gonna stay with my previous thought processes just because y'all just messed it up well that's why i was saying the idea that that infographic that i was talking about could I, I think what they're trying to do is to sway those people over to the vaccine side mm-hmm. by saying you can't do all of this stuff unless you're vaccinated so you better get vaccinated um, and maybe for some that will be effective I, I, I'm sure for some it might because right they want to be normal again or live a normal life or whatever it is but I think for others it's just it's just like, okay, cool, I don't have to wear a mask. I never wanted to wear a mask. I never wore a mask, so big whoop. Mm. No big deal. So I think that's kind of the, you know, the discussion point there. But I think, too, you know, considering where we are as a state and a city, right, Cuomo and de Blasio have both said that they are reviewing it, and but there's no indication that there's going to be some major announcement forthcoming that like we're relaxing stuff here mm-hmm. in New York. So right. I I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty much the um, 
sentiment I think throughout it's uh, you know it's it's I feel for the businesses really like it's just like it's just gonna, this they're, just makes it just much spot. much much really tough spot um, it does not make it easy at all no it it does not and and yeah and with the schools on top of that well too, like, and that's, that's kind of what I right so so we have a three year old who clearly cannot be vaccinated at this point in time and then the other but the other part of it is whether or not schools will require kids who are of age to get it be vaccinated because as you and i know as parents and to the other parents out there you already know right there are vaccines that children need to get before they can attend school right and it's the all the standard stuff and in addition, at least here, I'm not sure if it's in the, I don't think it's nationally, but at least in New York and in New York City, he has to get a flu shot every year. Otherwise, he can't go to school or daycare or anything. So there's a lot of discussion about what that's going to look like for, for the COVID vaccine for kids because... It isn't rare for municipalities and and um, departments of education and, and boards to require vaccinations at all. But this, I, I, we're in the, like, this one is so unique, right? Because there's this, businesses are very reluctant to mandate their employees to get the vaccine. We've seen some offering compensation for to their employees to go get vaccinated right like a hundred dollars or a day off or whatever it is and others like just saying we strongly encourage it we're not requiring it but we strongly encourage you to get it but if you don't like we are not going to ask questions because you know that's your choice so i feel like we're in this really interesting spot when it comes to covid and the vaccine with with mandating it in schools and in the business world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if, no, if there are people listening to this, and I know some of you do not live in New York or are not from New York, if you ever walked into a New York City school, public school classroom, <laughs> you'd know that distancing is extremely hard and nearly impossible to do virtually impossible to do because of the numbers of of kids in classes right like i mean when i went i probably max had like 30 to 32 kids in a classroom in elementary school at least and maybe it would have to be somewhere around there it's about that now still there could because there's just there's so many kids mm-hmm. and there's not enough spit you can't distance you yeah. can't do those things so i don't know what and everyone's pushing to go back full time in the fall and i understand it i get it but you know what does that look like uh, and nobody nobody has an answer nobody knows they need to start figuring it out because we're in may and people need to start making decisions yeah it's going to creep up on creep up on us real quick um, you know and now we're of course 
that's going to head into fall and winter, which of course is flu season, cold season, all right. that good stuff. So which, that's and, going to compound things. And that kind of brings me to the whole, well, what are the things we're going to adopt that we never really did before? And we virtually had a very minimal to zero flu season. Yeah. And that's due to masks. I think so. I'm not a scientist, but, but I, I, I would... That's a guess, a educated guess. I think it has a lot to do with masks. Because it's respiratory. And social distancing. Well, and right. People not outside as much. And people well, not being so around, now, I don't know, during flu season, are we going to see more masks on the subway? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Not possibly. I think there are a number of people, I know a number of people who have said, yeah, I probably will actually do that because... Why it not? won't be stigmatized, no. that's for sure, because I know back in the day, before oh my this God, whole yeah. thing, there used to be people who actually wore masks. I'm like, why is that person wearing a yeah. mask? Like, what's up with that person? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm down. And now who would have known that they sense. were <laughs> so ahead of the curve and, you know, yeah. almost prescient in wearing masks and um, seeing it? That was a smart thing to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, so now it's that, and it's like never going physically into work again when you're sick yeah that <laughs> and i think that now what this uh, whole situation has um, altered is people deciding i think more people are going to decide to stay home yeah. even if they can come to work i think those people and their managers supervisors what have you they're going to make a decision mm -hmm. that it's probably in their best interest just to stay home because like they can probably get the same amount of work done or perhaps their work performance will be that much better if they're at home when you're not commuting um, you get more time yeah and they're in the comfort of their home um so because, that uh, yeah like because that's the thing right if 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 nico is sick he doesn't go to school, right? Like, like fever. There's rules. If your child has a fever, they have to be fever free for for so long before they can come back. If they have this, they can't come back. If they have that, they can't come back. Right? Like that is that is already a thing for parents. So my question then would be, you know, translating that into the workplace and saying you know what, I have a cold and maybe it's, you know, I could I could theoretically work and go in and work but I'm going to instead I'm going to stay home and work from home because I don't want to infect the people around me who I work with on a regular basis, who also have families and other people in their lives that they don't want to get sick either. So I think that's, yeah. I think it's a slight shift in mindset for things like that. Is it such an American thing to do, to go to work when you're, yeah. I've done it. Like, oh, I feel like crap, but you know what, I gotta go in today, I got this, and I gotta do that, and I gotta do whatever, and I go in anyway, and I take the subway, and I sit at my desk, and I'm, you know, got tissues all over the place, or yeah. I'm just like, oh, miserable, and. But the For thing what? is, we're thinking it. We're thinking of that 
from a, a, a mindset or a standpoint of people who can afford to yes. stay home well, that is when true they're sick, too. right? Yes. No, that is so true. we cannot, yes, that is a we good cannot negate those people who, who even can't. if they are sick, they have to go to work. One, temporary workers, freelance workers, hourly um, workers, people who work hourly. Um, you have people who have to go without benefits. Yes. They don't have those. They don't have that luxury. You know, I've been in that position before. I worked as a temp for many, many, many years. And, you know, going from job to job and trying to land that permanent position. And, you know, I had to be on my grind for a while. And part of being on my grind was even if I didn't feel 100%, I had to go into work. Because I had to weigh, like, okay, I could stay out, but that means I'm losing hours, which means I'm losing money at the same time. And you got a lot of people out there who can't afford to do that yeah. because they have families. Mm-hmm. They have people that they have to take care of. Which so it's those things that we have to also um, think about, too, which, of course, ties into the whole health care business and right. the disparities. Yep in certain communities and what they can Access. afford and what they can't afford and things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything kind of ties in and this whole COVID situation scenario has, I think, exposed and really hit people over the head at what the disparities are like, how wide they are and how yeah. wide they have been throughout the years because like you knew right it's like having pinholes in it and you know it's there but this just completely ripped it was hidden it was wide open it was hidden in plain sight and basically people either knew about it and just felt that they can afford to ignore it because nobody would make a big rah-rah about it but i think what the situation with covid especially with everybody being at home and um people having also a reckoning with the way the system has worked or not worked for certain people mm-hmm. that has put the pressure on certain people in charge and people yep. of power to kind of not be able to put it aside and even know, though some have and have not acknowledged I mean, yeah, it to, to the degree that it I needs mean, to be acknowledged but, but yeah at the same time, like, we're still going to put that pressure on <laughs> right. and not allow them to just put it by the wayside and and, and, and ignore it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be tolerated. Healthcare anymore. access, childcare access, like there's so there's so many things, and th- and everything kind of weaves in and out and goes hand in hand at certain points. And you know, understanding what people go through or have gone through in the last year and the disparities of what minimum wage is. Um, what childcare looks like for people, what what work looks like for people. I think a lot of people's perspectives have shifted on what is more important to me in my life, mm-hmm. my job or the time that I have with family or the time that I have at home or the time that I have to do things outside of this grind day in and day out. And, mm-hmm. and mental health, it has, it has shown that it has shown how vulnerable we are you know mentally physically as a nation as there there's so many things we are we have really this last year has really 
maybe opened more people's eyes, I would hope, to these things and, and forced some people to truly look at everything with maybe not a magnifying glass just yet for some folks, but, but a little bit of a, a little bit of a, an extra lens on it. You know, also we have to, you know, you know, we're talking about the onus being on those uh, workers that are in the front lines. Mm -hmm. But also we have to keep in mind the onus will also be on those immunocompromised people, right? Because yeah, they have to worry as well because, like, it's, it's, it could be a much more dire situation for them yes. if they... God forbid, catch COVID, um, they, of course, may be less likely to recover from an mm -hmm. incident like that, an infection like that. So, you know, it, it makes it harder for them because, like, somebody has their mask off. Now, they're going to be extra nervous. And, you know, that person may have COVID, may not be as affected, but mm -hmm. they may pass it on to the immunocompromised individual. And, they can end up uh, permanently affected and of course that would mean death yeah. so you know it, it's it's a lot of uh, like we said moving parts a lot of things going on um, but like I said before people still have to remain vigilant um, Keep, I'm going to keep my mask on as much as possible when yeah. I'm of course around people um, but it is incumbent upon people out there to be smart, be considerate, um, respectful. be respectful of others, you know, because even if I know I'm completely immune, immune, immunized, immunized. as a show of respect, when I'm around people, I'm going to wear my mask to make them feel comfortable because they don't know that I'm completely you know vaccinated, vaccinated then mm -hmm. I'm okay you know and so in order to mitigate yep. any confrontation any wondering of any sort of anything like that just wear your mask yeah. and, and, and keep it moving you know I, I've been able to breathe up until this point We're I'm good. alive I'm good I still work out, exercise has not compromised my lungs, mm -hmm. has not compromised my diaphragm. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if my three-year-old can wear it, you can wear it too. So, <laughs> and he has no problem wearing it. So, yep. you know, and he's a kid, and he acts more like an adult than <laughs> most adults. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. And with that, yeah. continue to stay safe and healthy, everybody. And uh, let's, we, we should be back to a slightly more regular cadence <laughs> with our podcast. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, knock on wood. And, yeah, so I'm Nicole. I'm Earl. We're the Poisers, and this is The Mix-Up. Mix-Up. Peace, y'all.